0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm recording this on a very rainy day here in Encinitas. We've actually had a lot of rain, which is wonderful for the land and the trees, and I feel it's really good for our bodies as well. You know, the rain is such a beautiful metaphor for nourishment and replenishment. We spend so much of our time in a very yang or sun energy, uh, that very doing, doing, doing kind of energy. And just like nature knows, in order to thrive, there needs to be a balance of seasons, our body knows that we need the same. But the problem is, our mind usually has a different opinion. It wants to push us to keep going and doing often against the wisdom of our bodies. And I'm seeing so many people lately post on social media about how their bodies are starting to give up on them. Adrenal stuff, nervous system stuff, autoimmune things. And it's like, oh goodness, we've got to start listening. It's not just the food we eat and the environment. It's, it's how we live. And so maybe this is a little wake-up call for you to slow down to stop the doing, doing, doing. Just notice how like on a rainy day, you just kind of want to curl up in a ball and rest. Well, know that your body needs that sometimes, that you're not supposed to push all the time. Nature knows not to push all the time. Nature knows sometimes it's supposed to be super sunny and sometimes it's supposed to rain and sometimes it's supposed to storm. But we resist that as humans. We resist that we need the different seasons, that we can't be in the going, going, going intensity all the time, that we need that time to replenish and retreat. And speaking of retreats, my spring retreat is almost full, ladies. So if you want in, email jill at christinehasler.com. And We have an even more luxurious retreat coming up, open to men, women, and couples in Hawaii. So it is going to be in September and the page is up, christinehasser.com slash Hawaii. All the info is there. Highly encourage you to register early. I have a feeling this one's going to sell out. Come and spend six days with me in Maui and we're going to have all kinds of incredible experiences, movement, breath work it's going to be the kind of vacation that you leave actually not having a vacation hangover. I mean, you're going to have so much fun. There's going to be so much healing and transformation and beauty and laughter. And you're actually going to be excited to go back to your life after the retreat. You know how on a lot of vacations you're like, oh man, vacation hangover. I, have, I set the intention that whenever you leave one of my retreats, that you're actually excited to go back to your life because you have so much more clarity and gratitude. So christinehasler.com slash Hawaii, or you can email Jill at christinehasler.com. Great. So I have a beautiful coaching call today with Betsy and I go in a bit of a different direction with her than I usually do. Last week on the coaching call with Chris, which I highly encourage you to go back and listen to. It's been one of the longest sessions I've ever done, but a total beautiful session. We needed to go back to her past a little bit and process it a little bit and talk about it. But this time... This called for something different and I explain why I coached Betsy the way I did in the breakdown. So make sure to listen to that. As you're listening to this call, consider, do you ever struggle with depression, but you mask it well by doing, doing, doing? Are you more comfortable in that masculine energy of doing, doing, doing? And do you really like control? Have you ever felt like you're unwanted? Like maybe you were an accident or adopted or abandoned as a child. Did you grow up with a parent who was absent, And you felt did not protect you from things you really needed to be protected from? Have romantic relationships been a challenge? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Betsy. But first, I want to tell you about something that's making my life a lot easier and a lot more delicious. It is Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. They have meal plans like paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. Their recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. Everything is handpicked and delivered right to your door. Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes for your lifestyle that go beyond ordinary substitution. And their are a diverse array of meal plans with plenty of options to choose from each week. So you can actually stick to your goals this year. You know, if you set on a goal to eat cleaner, Green Chef can have you do it. And it's so convenient and easy. Let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep work week after week. All the recipes include pre-made sauces, dressings, and spices so you can get more flavor in less time. I've loved Green Chef. You know, both Stephanos and I have been busier. And honestly, one of the ways we distract ourselves is we go to the grocery store. (laughs) We love grocery stores and we spend way too much time and way too much money in them. So we're like, okay, we're going to stop. We're going to really, really focus on our businesses and being at home and on each other. And we're going to stop distracting ourselves from going to the grocery store. And Green Chef has really, really helped us be able to not do that and still eat the way we want to eat. So here is your call to action. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash over it. Again, greenchef.us slash over over it. And now on to my call with Betsy.
1: Betsy, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you, Christine, for taking the time to talk to me today. I would really love your help related to some trauma that I survived in my childhood and also the relationship that I have with my mother as a result of that. Okay, I've done some therapy over the years, and I've made a lot of progress. But it seems like my past is still a very strong presence in my everyday life. And I still need a little bit of of help with that. Okay, can you briefly tell me what happened? Sure. So I was an accident. I was an unplanned pregnancy. My parents got married because of that and then quickly divorced afterwards. And then it seems like my mom made a really strong series of bad choices when it came to the men in her life. So the next relationship was the duration of my elementary school years. And she married an abusive alcoholic. So I was never yelled at or hit, but I did watch my Mm -hmm. mom be hit. And then the next relationship after that, she very quickly moved someone into our house after I had only met him one time. And Mm -hmm. I went to my dad's on the weekend and came back and there was a strange man living in my house. Mm -hmm. And then just these men typically didn't contribute much to the relationship. She provided everything. They kind of moved into her house, Mm -hmm. used her for all she was worth, and then kind of moved on. Okay. And she was a great mom to me when I was zero through five. And then at about five, it seems like she started um, prioritizing her relationships over. Okay. One more piece of the puzzle before we kind of get into our conversation is she passed away in a single car accident in November mm. due to some, some alcohol. And since she has passed, I've learned that she has had a pretty significant struggle with alcohol that I was not super aware of. Yeah. So that I'm just trying to figure out kind of how to make sense of all of this and deal with it. Okay. And how old
0: are you now? I'm 35. And how do you see, because you said your past is still showing up in your present. How do you see this impacting you today?
1: Depression. You know, I've made some significant strides in that, but I, I still feel it there. I definitely feel more I guess, comfortable sitting in my masculine energy than in my feminine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I'm trying to work on that. So like control for sure is a big issue for me and relationships with men in my own life. So recently within the last couple of months, the timing is probably not an accident. I've met someone who is fantastic and spectacular. But before then, it's like I was even afraid to trust who I would choose. Mm -hmm. And what shifted inside of you to attract this man? You know, I've done a lot of therapy over the last two years, done mm-hmm. a lot of work on myself, dropped a lot of weight that I had been hanging on to for Physically a while. and emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just kind of, and, and my mom also participated in some of those therapy sessions Beautiful. with me as well, but it was like, I just couldn't break through to her. And it's like she... I couldn't really understand like how she was interacting with me during those sessions. It was like almost the most simple of, of concepts. She had a hard time understanding, which is unlike her normal personality. And now I'm understanding that it probably relates a lot to her alcohol drinking. Yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So
0: first, Betsy, can you acknowledge how much progress you have made? Can you see? Absolutely. Yeah, I can. Okay. Mm -hmm. And can you understand that you have the depression because you had to suppress all your emotions and feelings because you went into survival mode early on? You basically lost your mother at five when she got deeper into the drinking and started prioritizing men, and then you didn't feel safe Mm -hmm. in your own home. And so like you basically, you just kind of disconnected and checked out? Yeah. Okay.
1: Absolutely. That makes sense. So
0: can you see that your soul needed some kind of coping and numbing strategy and it saw alcoholism as one option and said, Nope, not doing that. Yeah. Okay. So can you see well let me ask you this. Would you rather be depressed or an addict? <laughs> depressed,
1: I guess. Okay. 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 <laughs> They're both so, bad choices. But well, it's not take. about
0: choices, it's coping strategies. And it's it's what our soul chooses for how we need to learn. And people that are listening that may be addicts, that's what your soul chose for what you needed to learn. Basically, what I'm trying to show you is how you've actually made some wise self-honoring choices and how you're breaking patterns. Do you see that? Yeah. So
1: that's been really mm -hmm. important to me. Right. Right. I remember promising myself in elementary school that I would never, I would never let my life turn out like the one that I was watching in front of me.
0: Well, and, and that's beautiful. And that's perpetuated the control thing.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) because
0: you're terrified if you don't hold on to the reins of your life with, you know, a death grip, so your knuckles are white, it'll fall apart. Do you see that?
1: Yeah, I see. It's not on the forefront of my mind, but I can totally understand that. Right.
0: So, and you've gone into a very masculine way, both because that's kind of the more controlling Archetype to go into, and because you had these completely untrustworthy, bad examples of men. So you had to basically become a better man than anyone else you had modeled in front of you. You see all this, yes? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: That makes a lot of
0: sense. So to me, because you've done the therapy and you're starting to make progress, and you actually sound very like, even though this past is a lot. The way you relate to it in your mind, like thinking it's really bad and weighing you down and how I actually feel you and hear you, I think you think it's more terrible than it actually is. And I'm not minimizing it. I'm saying that because you've overcome more than you think you have or given yourself credit for. Let me ask.
1: Probably given myself credit for. very hard of myself. Right. Are you an
0: addict? No. Have you had unplanned pregnancies? No. Have you had lots of bad men in your life who are abusive and hit you or leave and, and take your money? No. Okay. Can you <laughs> see that even though you only started therapy two years ago, you've already broke some pretty major patterns. Yes. Yeah. So what I want to point out to you yeah. is you are a very strong soul and an old soul. You are not an accident. Any quote unquote accident is basically a strong soul, a soul that says I'm coming in. I'm coming in because I have work to do. And part of your divine assignment is to break a lot of generational patterns that were probably in your lineage and family for a long time. Addiction, choosing bad relationships, neglect, all those kinds of things. And on some soul level, you've got to kind of tune in to what your soul curriculum was. You were like, all right, there's an opening. I'm coming in there so I can learn some things to help my soul evolve. So rather than analyzing this, because you've done a lot of therapy or trying to help you release the trauma, I'd like to go way, 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 way up, give you some spiritual altitude on this and help you uncover why your soul chose this life. What are you here to that would learn? Be great.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you here <laughs> to learn in this life? Okay. Okay.
1: Are you asking me? Cause I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But can
0: you already feel that approaching it from that perspective gives you some relief? Oh, absolutely. Cause you're not looking at what's wrong with me. How do I get over your past? See, here's the thing, how you get over your past, really? Yes. It's the emotional, it's the processing, it's everything we talk about on the show, everything I talk about in mastery and that's useful. And you've done that in therapy, but eventually we get to a point where we realize our past was necessary because it's made us who we are. You know, Tony Robbins talks all the time about his really abusive mother. And he talks about, although it wasn't ideal, that's what he chose because it gives him so much compassion to do what he does today. And he thanks her and he has gratitude because he chose her. And that was part of his divine assignment to make him the person he is today. And I'm not saying you have to be a Tony Robbins and you don't need a big career for it to transform into the lesson. It's more about your soul evolution than anything else. So that you see your past as, as necessary and in a lot of ways as chosen so that you're not a victim of your past. Okay. So here you are a little soul waiting to come in and you're like, well, first I'm going to be a quote unquote unplanned pregnancy and told I'm an accident my whole life so that I have lots of challenges with self-worth and being chosen And then I'm going to choose a mom who, you know, she's going to, I'm going to set it up. So she's there for the first few years. So I have some foundation, but then at five, things are going to drastically change. I'm going to feel like I lost her. There's going to be these men that are going to make my relationship with men kind of scary. I'm going to see her taking abuse. That's something else I'm going to have to learn. Then I'm going to lose her to an accident and find out that she was an alcoholic, but some part of me kind of knew that the whole time. Yeah. So, right. Nailed But, it. but do you see, <laughs> <laughs> but do you see how I'm telling it not in a and not having compassion or rev, or honoring what you went through, but from a soul perspective, do you see how neutral I am? Yes. Because from a soul perspective, there is no good, bad, right, or wrong. There's only okay. what is and what we learn from it. So, given that okay. soul curriculum, what do you think are some of the things you're here to learn in this lifetime?
1: I don't know. My first instinct is to go to self-preservation and taking care of myself and not depending on other people and great. That's been that the that's coping what I'm strategy. Kind of trying to break
0: away from. Right. Exactly. So that's great. This is great. That's been the coping strategy. So if that's the coping strategy, often the lesson is the opposite of the coping strategy. So I would I'll give you a hint on this one, more than a hint. Maybe I'll just answer it for you and you'll tell me if it <laughs> resonates. <laughs> if, the soulless, if the curriculum is set up so that you form the limiting belief of, I can't rely on other people. I have to have self-preservation. Do you think one of the life lessons could be about trust?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay. Trust. I would guess another one of your life lessons is about expression because you had to keep so much inside. Would you agree?
1: Maybe expression of emotions. Yep, because I'm very good at expressing opinions, <laughs> but when it actually comes to like who I am and expressing that, yes, that's, that's what I where meant. I really back off.
0: Perfect. So expression of emotions, right? Like being, and we could even call this vulnerability, which is a, requires a little more feminine energy and surrendering control, and that kind of brings me to the next, which is like trusting the feminine, right? Really trusting the feminine and the masculine.
1: Yeah, I need to work on that for sure. All of them, but that one in particular.
0: Yeah, and it's not about working on them. It's about leaning into these things. See, there are different seasons of our personal growth work. And sometimes we're quote unquote working on, or I'd like to say healing things from our past, which you did a lot of in therapy, And then there's also just leaning into the ways of being that are supporting the direction we want to go. And so like your relationship is a great example of that. Give me an example of a way he's trying to give to you, or, or he's basically offering you an opportunity to trust him and you're resisting it.
1: You know, I'm actually pretty proud of myself because I've been very conscious to try to avoid how I've typically related to other men in my life. And I've tried to do things in the opposite way with him on purpose. And I can't actually think of an example
0: for that. See, then you're already doing it, which proves my earlier observation of you that you're way farther along than you think. Okay. You don't go from trusting no one to trusting the world. You go from trusting no one to trusting a friend and then a few friends and then the therapist, and then maybe a romantic partner, and you build. But I love that you are already doing pattern breaks. You're already doing the opposite. And when you do trust and you let his love in and you let him, you don't see him through the lens of your old story of who men are and how they show up, how does that feel?
1: Really wonderful Mm -hmm. and happy and surprising in a very good way. Beautiful. So you're already doing
0: it. So- Let me ask you this. Let's just take a little tangent. Why are you so attached to thinking your old stuff is really majorly in your way?
1: Well, I think, you know, my mom's death obviously brought that Mm -hmm. back to the, to the forefront, but I almost look at myself like surviving against the odds. Mm -hmm. And there's a bit of I, you know, I'm, I'm a management consultant and that's a very intense job. And I've always defined myself sort of by how my, how I act in my job and how I show up. And I just lean, it's like I overcorrect, like the pendulum swung to the other side and I'm overcorrecting. And I feel like I'm living my life in the overcorrection.
0: And that's very normal. And that's very astute. And that tends to be what happens. And it seems like to me, where you are now is coming back into balance. And let's see if we can drop the identity of surviving against the odds and instead hold it as working my way through my soul curriculum, learning my lessons and evolving my consciousness. Because that's really what's going on. If you were just surviving, you wouldn't have the insights that you're having You know, you wouldn't have the relationship that you're having. You wouldn't have been open to go into therapy. You wouldn't be on this call with me. You're doing more than surviving. And I'd love for you to drop the identity of surviving against the odds because then you're always going to have odds. (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. And you're more than a survivor. You're thriving. And I know it sometimes doesn't feel like that because like you said, you're very, very hard on yourself. And that's part of the shift too, is when you start to become a little more loving and encouraging and that mother that you never had, especially after five and start shifting the way you talk to yourself and you relate to yourself and you see your your past, present and future, then you'll feel more the energetic of really living your life and not just surviving and really, really claiming your birthright to be here. You are not an accident. You belong and you're supposed to be here.
1: For some reason, that's a hard one for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What do you think the reason may be and how does it feel hard?
1: So, you know, not only was I obviously unplanned, like we talked about, but my mom also made a point of telling me, you know, your dad took me to the abortion clinic and dropped you off. And so that's really hard to shake.
0: Why is it hard to shake? What do you make that mean? Unwanted. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were unwanted by him. Can that be okay? Does that make you unwanted by others? Just because someone who probably was an addict, financially was scared, wasn't ready to be a father, probably had abuse of his own, didn't want a baby because it terrified him? Can that be okay?
1: Yeah. I think that maybe I just need to not make it about me. <laughs> it <laughs> wasn't.
0: My, about, my darling, it serious. was not about you. It was about <laughs> him he hadn't even met you. It wasn't you, Betsy. It was the idea of having a child and the responsibility that took. He was scared to yeah. death and had nothing to do with you. And the truth could be he didn't want you. He didn't, it wasn't that he didn't want you, Betsy. He didn't want to be a father. Yeah. But see what, what I'd love you to hold is, is life wanted me because despite being an accident and despite being at the abortion clinic, I came through. So you better believe I'm wanted. Cause I'm here. But That's a better
1: way of thinking yeah,
0: that holding on to that belief and that pain does not serve you, Betsy. And it's just a story. Yeah, the truth is maybe he did not want a baby. I'd probably bet money on that. But that has nothing to do yeah. with your value as a human being and it has nothing to do with you. You were just a little like speck. <laughs> yeah. So can that be okay? Can it be okay that the sperm donor, the biological person who created you maybe wasn't ready to be a father, but it doesn't mean you're not loved and it doesn't mean you're not wanted and it doesn't mean that a man, a healthy man doesn't want you and that you don't have to prove yourself to feel deserving or to feel lovable?
1: That's what I'm trying to work towards, I think, for sure.
0: Well, you can work toward it, or you can just really slip into your feminine and allow yourself to receive it. Okay. And when you catch yourself in that thought of, I'm not wanted, you can go, Stop. Okay, it may be true, I wasn't wanted by a biological person whose sperm made me. That's okay. That's okay. He played his part. That was all I needed from him. It was all you needed from him in this life, Betsy. But the truth is, I am wanted by life. I'm wanted by the universe. My soul wants to be here. I'm lovable and deserving. And look at all the people in my life, my friends, this person I'm dating, whoever else. Like, you're so wanted. But you've got to really want to be here, too.
1: I'm coming around on that, too. There was a long time that I just felt like I was going through the motions. I
0: know. And that makes sense, too because you had to be a little bit emotionally numb to survive. That phase of your life is over, Betsy. It's really over. And it only continues if you continue to relate to it in a way that brings you pain. And I understand your mother just passed in November, and there's grief there. And I would suggest maybe writing her a series of letters, thanking her, telling her what you're pissed off about, Telling her what you wish would be different because now, you know, she's in a place, her soul's in a place where she can hear you. And you're in the mat my mastery course, right? No, I'm not. You're not? Oh, okay. That would be really good for you. My mastery course and the spring retreat. But in the mastery course, there's an empty chair process that I teach you. And you could even do that process with her, just so you get some closure. But it's time to really extract the lessons from your past. See how you chose it. See what it's here to teach you and start living the life you came in to live. You were no accident. Okay, I like that. You want to be here. So it's, it's about trusting. It's about expressing your emotions. It's about being willing to receive. It's about surrendering, letting go of control. And as you do this, you'll naturally slip more into your feminine energy. Okay. But you are not your past. It was just there to teach you. And I encourage you to reflect a little bit more on, okay, why did I choose this? You know, I think back to some things like just a simple thing, like getting teased. And that wasn't even my most painful thing, but oh my gosh, it has given me so much compassion for others. It has forced me to look at my relationship with myself because I went through so much loneliness and isolation and feeling like I didn't belong, that it was the thing, that pain point was one of the things that got me to look at my relationship with myself, got me to ask for help, got me on my spiritual path. And, you know, through we learn through contrast as human beings. And so much of your past is the contrast, right? The pain, the shadow, the dark. And because you've been through all that, you'll know and appreciate even more the joy and the life and the light. So I suggest That's you just true. start leaning more into that and become a little bit of a spiritual psychologist and look to the lessons, not a sense of bypassing them. I'm sure there's emotion that probably needs to come up and out, but you don't need to relive all your trauma. It's just about letting yourself cry your tears, hitting a pillow and yelling if you need to but you don't need to go back and relive everything. It's just about getting it out. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. How do you feel?
1: I feel better. I feel like this was framed. You gave me a a different way to to look at it and it's very helpful.
0: Well, miracle is a change in perception. And if you're willing to hold that, I didn't just give you a different way. I actually gave you a more accurate way. Okay. This wasn't just a, you know, a sleight of hand to make you feel better. You know, look over here when I'm really (laughs) doing something over here. This was really, my intention was to help you really come to the truth and relate to your life and your past from a different perspective so that you can really grow and evolve and not just recycle the pain in the story.
1: Oh, I like that. I mean, you definitely know the truth when you hear it and being able to sort of see that I need to kind of dive more into trust and dive more into relationships and allowing myself to be seen completely makes sense.
0: Exactly. Yep. And see yourself more accurately too.
1: Yes. (laughs) I'm going to have a hard time with that one, but yeah. Let's not affirm that. Let's not affirm that. I will do it. Yeah. (laughs)
0: You know, the thing, sometimes the language that I use is, oh, wow, I can see how important that one is. I'm going to be very intentional and committed to that. I like that. Yeah. You are wanted. I like that. You are wanted. You're supposed to be here and you deserve to live, not just survive. Thank you. Yes. So instead of surviving against the odds, I'm living in the flow of my life. I am trusting, expressing, surrendering and enjoying my life. I belong here. That's the truth. I like that. Yeah, because it's the truth. The truth feels a lot better than the lies we tell ourselves.
1: <laughs> That's very true.
0: Yes. That is very true. Mm. Thank you, Betsy.
1: Thank you so much for your time.
0: So thank you, Betsy. I really want to acknowledge you for your honesty and you're willing to go in the direction that we did on this call. All right. So the reason I coached Betsy the way I did is because my sense was that she did have an addiction. It wasn't an addiction to alcohol. and It really wasn't even an addiction to control. It was actually an addiction to suffering. And please know, Betsy, if you're listening, that you are not alone in this one. So many of us, including myself, have had a tight grip on suffering. Why? Well, because it's a comfort zone. It's familiar. It's what we know. It's perpetuated by a whole bunch of limiting beliefs like we're unworthy or unwanted or undeserving or not enough in some way. And so on some level, we think we're supposed to be suffering. And finally, we hang on to this addiction because it gets us love and attention, or at least we think it does. Just think about it. When you're suffering, do you get your own attention or do you get the attention of others? Well, when you're really struggling on some level, then do you feel justified to receive? Do you think you need to earn the good things in your life? I hope what I'm sharing here will give you some aha moments and help you understand why I coached Betsy the way I did. I was not going to indulge in her story. I was going to help her get some spiritual altitude on her life because when we have that kind of perspective, we vibe out of the energy of suffering. But first, I wanted to normalize what had happened in her life a bit and help her understand that given her upbringing, she was doing really great. This is key for all of you listening. The major point of going back and reflecting on your past is so you understand why you think, feel, and behave the way you do. Not so you can blame your past or spend the rest of your life attempting to change it. I just posted something on Instagram last week. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, please do. I love it. It's my favorite social media app. Christine Hassler is my handle. I posted a quote that I wrote that says, Your past has everything and nothing to do with your present. Well, really, and your future. And that's true. It has everything to do with your present in the sense that it's gotten you to this point. It's taught you the unique lessons that you're here to learn. It's influenced what you want to do in your life, what you want, what you don't want. It's probably inspired how you want to make an impact, but it has nothing to do with your present and future and that it doesn't define you. It doesn't have to impact how you feel on a daily basis. If you grew up feeling scared and rejected and unloved, that does not mean you have to feel that way now or in the future. So it has everything to do with your present and your future and the fact that it got you there and it teaches you some things and some lessons and it helps shape you into who you truly are, helps remind you of who you truly are, but it does not, it has nothing to do with really your identity, has nothing to do with what you can create. So back to Betsy. With her background, of course, she was going to have depression. She was suppressed her whole life and lived in a lot of fear and didn't have anyone she could talk to. Of course, she's going to hold on to extra weight because she had all that emotional weight. Of course, she's not going to trust others. I mean, she felt like she lost her mom when she was five and then her mom brought in all these untrustworthy men, which of course is going to mean she's going to struggle with men. And of course, she's going to feel like she didn't belong. So let's just like normalize all that. If you put the puzzle pieces together, that all makes a heck of a lot of sense. But if she holds on to her past the way she was in the beginning of the call, when she asked me about how to, how to get over trauma survived in childhood, and she even said my past is still a strong presence in everyday life, you know, so I really wanted to help her relate to her past in a different way. You know, I learned from two of my teachers, Ron and Mary Holnick. They always say how you relate to the issue is the issue. So I worked on helping Betsy relate to the issue differently. I worked with helping her get to the truth to see her life through the lens of a seeker, not a victim, to get out of the addiction to suffering, to really look at her soul curriculum, at the lessons she was learning in life. And when she can look at it from that perspective, she doesn't have to relate to it as so traumatic. And from that place, we were also able to have some different conversations. We were able to have the conversation about her father. She said, I feel like my father didn't want me. And I was able to say to her, well, he probably didn't. And that could be true. Sometimes when we look at the truth of our life, it sets us free. You know, that that expression isn't trite. <laughs> the truth really does set us free. And yeah, her father probably didn't want her, but it wasn't her. He just didn't want a baby. We give way too much of a leading role to someone who played a small part in her life. You know, really her father, his main part in her life was to give the sperm that created her. And then that was pretty much his only role in her life. But she was giving him such a leading role because she just made that mean that she wasn't wanted. But life wants Betsy, just like life wants you. Maybe she was unwanted by a man who, like I said, probably was an addict and not ready for a child, but it doesn't mean she wasn't wanted by life. Going back to the soul lesson for a moment, when I first asked her that question, she said it was about self-preservation. And I said in the coaching, and I'm saying it again, because it's important for you, that often the lesson is the opposite of the coping strategy. So Her coping strategy was self-preservation, just relying on self, but really the lesson was about trust. Her coping strategy was about control, 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 but her soul lesson is about how to be vulnerable. Her coping strategy was be super, super masculine, but the lesson was healthy integration on the masculine and feminine. So I hope that this session with Betsy helped you elevate to a new perspective helped you really see that everything that's happened to your life has happened for you. And this wasn't just a reframe conversation with her. This was a truth conversation with her. She said, you know the truth when you hear it. And that's a very true statement. The truth really resonates, feels like a bit of relief. There's no inner objection or hesitation. So your takeaways from this call... Well, really the biggest takeaway is to look at your life from a spiritual perspective. Look at everything is happening for you, not to you. Look at the things in your past and ask, why did I pick them? How are they here to serve me? Also look at who in your life you're giving way too much of a leading role to that really only had a significant part. Who are you giving way too much power to that really shouldn't have that much power? And finally, I'd love you to take away this affirmation that I gave to Betsy. I am enjoying life and I belong here, especially for those of you who suffer from depression or feel like you don't belong or sometimes question whether you even want to be here. I am enjoying life and I belong here. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. I always love your comments on Instagram or on the podcast page. If you receive value from this episode, please share it. That's really how we spread the show. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode.